Hello there, lovely lady and her friend. Thank you. <laughs> How can I help you this fine afternoon? Well, you know, Not I'm... you. Welcome to Worldwide Entertainment TV. Today we got Mr. Hassan. Bajid Hassan, yeah, you got it, Kevin. All right. So I was looking at your resume, your history, and it's kind of diverse. You were, you were an actor. You pervert! <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself, taking advantage of her sexual innocence, only to one day toss her aside. Okay, now who am I, Shaq? Do I look like I could toss her anywhere? Save it, infidel! You're fired! Fine. Hey, hey, little bald man, the machine is not for your silliness. Hey, 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 hey Haji. If, if your bare bottom touches the glass, you're out of here, mister. And the other side is just as worse. Or do you still do acting? Uh, I've, I've kind of put a hold on acting right now. I'm, I'm actually focusing on, uh, on promoting uh, my book that I wrote in... Uh, August of 2020. Yeah. But uh, I'm still, you know, I'm still available. I still have an agent, but I'm just kind of refocusing right now. But uh, if if my agent calls with a gig, of course, I'm going to do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was a union actor for over 20 years uh, in LA, um, doing commercials, voiceover, parts in movies and sitcoms, you know. So I, I, I guess that qualifies me like, among the top five percent of people who are actually getting regular work because it's a very competitive business yeah you know only that maybe like 0.02 percent make it to the top but at least i was working you know yeah so what made you get into that uh that's a good question uh when when i was in when i, I was raised in london i went to high school in england okay. and um uh, when I was 15, I got in front of the, the school and uh, I made everybody laugh. And my drama teacher, she said to me, she said, you're natural. Why don't you get into comedy and acting? And yeah. my parents, you know, being immigrants, they said, no, no, you're not going to do nothing like that. You're going to study science and math and get a job. And so, <laughs> so with my formal education, I actually got into the technical field and um, was a field service engineer in england for a while then then when i moved to los angeles uh, i was i was in the technical field and i ended up uh um i ended up working for myself and i had the little computer repair shop in hollywood uh on sunset uh near highland and um at that time back in 1997 uh you know my my, my spiritual uh uh, mentor or yogi master, uh, an Englishman by the name of Dr. George King, he passed away and I was really kind of despondent. I got into a, like a depression. And so my, uh, my wife at the time, she said, well, you know, you made people laugh in high school. Why don't you get out of your depression and go do some stand-up comedy, do some lessons. So I took some lessons and then I, I did the open mic at the Laugh Factory and the comedy store and the improv and yeah. I found I found that people I could make people laugh. My name is Majid. I'm the original Spice Girl. Spice. I know what you are thinking. 
especially when when I put a turban on my head and put on an Indian accent, which they they like, because you know Hollywood loves to stereotype, right? You know, if yeah. you're from if you're from India or Pakistan, they want you to put. Even though I was raised in England, they want you to put on an accent or put on a turban or be the cab driver or whatever or the doctor. So anyway, so I was I was happy doing that, and then yeah. uh, then this lady came into my store, and I fixed her Apple computer, and she kept looking at me, and I said, "Why why do you keep staring at me?" She said, "Well, you have an interesting face." I said, "So," she said, "Well, I'm a casting director." I said, "So I didn't know what a casting director was." So she said, "Well." Let's get you an agent. So she got me a commercial agent, and I started booking commercials, and then I got a theatrical agent. So I, I guess I was kind of discovered, or I guess it was meant to be. So from there, you know, my computer store kind of fell under because larger companies were taking over, like Circuit City and Best Buy. So I couldn't handle that, and that's when I decided to uh, to get into acting and, and entertainment. Okay. So, from that field, you went into book writing. Yeah, in in my on my background, um, you know, we all got to make money, right? So, yeah. you know, so with the with the technical background and the acting, I did menial jobs on top of auditions, which we have to do in Hollywood, you know. Uh, a working actor, it's either feast or famine. But in the background, I was always interested in yoga, metaphysics, spirituality, and you know, like I say, I, I followed my uh, yogi master, uh, Dr. George King, for over forty years, and his and his organization, the Ethereum Society, and so it was something I was doing in the background. It wasn't something I was openly uh, doing. And so, after publishing the book, I decided to relay some of my spiritual experiences I had with him my own uh, journey, my spiritual journey, and some of the, some of the truths that I learned, uh, you know, uh, during uh, following in this, this person for over 40 years. Okay. Because um, I noticed book writing and being in film and acting, there's a lot of correlation to it. And there's things that, is spiritually put into movies that sometimes people don't catch. So do you, what's, what, what are your thoughts on some of the movies that are in Hollywood? And do you think sometimes people don't pick up the subliminals in some of the films? Yeah, uh, there's some that, that don't have a good message and there's some that have a good message. Some are inspiring. Yeah. Um, and you know the ones there's a lot of movies that actually uplift and that's what i like of the creativity of acting and comedy and tv and film is that you know it it allows um it allows people to you know write creatively produce creatively and, and i think the essence sometimes of entertainment uh if used correctly can uplift and and uh and make people, you know, feel. Um, there's, there's plenty of movies out there that have inspired me uh, to, you know, to to be a better person. And uh, so, um, I think that that aspect of Hollywood I'd really like. And then, of course, 
you know, there's a horror and science fiction and they can go into regression and that part, uh, you know, I know it's entertainment, but sometimes that can also, I think, I think what we see and what we hear affects us. So yeah. it's important. It's important to, I guess, look at things that inspire us and uplift us more than something that depresses us or makes us feel bad. Well, speaking of depressed and feeling bad, what are your thoughts on the last couple of years with the whole pandemic and everything? I think it's really interesting when I published the book, it happened right in the middle of the pandemic. It wasn't meant that way. Um, and of course, you know, on top of the pandemic, now we have this, you know, global crisis with this war going on. Yeah. Um, so it, it seems that the, one of the main reasons, Kevin, I wrote the book was to give, again, keep, give people hope, uh, give people inspiration, let them know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And, you know, um, people during the pandemic had a chance to be by themselves and they had to read a lot of people quit their jobs. It, they they, they re rethought about what their lives are really supposed to be. And people, I believe there is, despite everything that's occurring around the planet, I think there is an awakening, a kind of a spiritual awakening. People are, are looking into what's, what's really important. They're tired of these endless wars. They're tired of the pandemic. They're tired of the economic system that favors the rich and makes slavery out of, out of the poor. Yeah. They're, ty they're tired of, you know, this hatred between races, this hatred between religions. And so this is not the way mankind is supposed to be. And so the reason, again, I wrote the book is that we need to get back to not so much religious values because they they've you know a lot of religions have caused a lot of problems with their dogma but get back to spiritual values you know spiritual uh, principles which are universal in every every culture every religion you know thou shalt not kill you know love thy neighbor as thyself you know and prayer and meditation uh, those those are are, are what we have been neglecting especially uh the power of healing and sending out a spiritual energy um that is the call of action today because bombs and bullets they're not going to fix nothing so there's some people that believe that what's happening right now it might lead to world war three do you think that is possible because i had a friend that says how we are today no we're not like how it was a hundred years ago. He doesn't believe that there would be like a world war, but as we see, anything's possible in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I have to agree with you. There's, there's, um, we're living very precarious times, and uh, the possible, you know, uh, the possibility of World War Three could be imminent. I believe, I strongly believe, you know, not only on this physical realm, but I believe there's. There is a war between good and evil, between dark forces and, and forces of light. And um, I think there are forces of darkness that, that want to create more war, more suffering. So it gives them power and control over the souls of people. And so, again, part of writing my book and my experiences is to let people know that, you know, we can avoid all this. 
and uh, we can rise on mass in peace and you know send out the light send out the energy from the sun from the cosmos and send this energy as a white light through your brain in through the heart center through the palms of your hand it's a very real energy it's the same energy that uh, the master jesus used to heal the sick and the, you know make the blind see and raise the dead that's the same en universal energy it's very it's very real just like electricity but on a higher uh, octave of, of existence yeah. and so we can avoid all this if we all get, come together cooperate um, i belong to a group that sends out energy every day uh, if people want to learn how to do it they can go to the website uh, 12blessings.org then 12 being numerical blessings.org and together if we cooperate you know every race religion everybody come together as one one race because that's what we are you know uh, we've been we've been fooled into thinking that we belong to this race or that race and so if you know again if people understood the truth about reincarnation they need to understand that we come back as different races different cultures different religions in order to learn and and to grow so this pride about being born this race this religion is just a big lie and people need to understand that we are all interconnected metaphysically spiritually mentally uh, we're all part of this one race the human race and the more people start understanding that the less problems they're going to have about you know, you might, this is my land, or this is your land, or this is, you know, I'm, I'm proud to belong to this. I'm proud to, it, you know, it, 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 it doesn't make sense. It's not, it's not even logical. Okay. You brought up about um, the different races. What are, what is your thoughts on artificial intelligence? Because I've seen some interviews with Elon Musk and others who say that, Artificial intelligence could help humanity, but it could also be something that could work against humanity. Well, artificial intelligence is, is man-made. And yeah, it, you know, right now they use it. A lot of companies use it and to profile people and what they want to buy, what their needs are and, and stuff like that. You know, there's a lot of AI in, on the internet that, that, you know, that follows people around uh, and makes suggestions or where their location is. Um, I, artificial intelligence is not going to replace the human soul, you know, and the human soul is, is what counts. And we're, we're spiritual beings in physical bodies. It's not the other way around. And so we've regressed to the point where we just think we're physical and and, you know, they talk about uh, famine or lack of food. I think our souls are starved because spiritually we need to be channeling this energy. It's our natural uh, heritage to channel this spiritual energy. And it's the only solution, Kevin, that's going to fix the problems of the world. Nothing else has really fixed anything. Yeah. Uh, we need to transmute this hatred, this murder, this violence, this, uh, which again is energy. Uh, because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. It's real. Thoughts are real. And yeah. so we have this mental pollution around the planet that needs to be transformed. Um, another thing we can do is raise 
from the Mother Earth, who's a living being, we can raise our vibration by requesting a vi her violet flame of transmutation. That's another practice we can do is, is visualize a violet flame coming through us, which will protect us from mental and hatred that's been thrown at us and send this white light. It's very simple. It's not, it's been used for centuries. It's very simple yeah. because it's so simple. People don't understand it. They, they, they like to think if something's complicated, they'll be interested in it. This is very simple exercises that we can do. We just have not been doing it on, together on mass. And that I think that's the call of action today if we're going to stop uh, World War Three from occurring. Because, yeah, you're right. These are very dangerous times. So you said earlier that there is dark forces and light forces. Do you believe that there is certain groups of people that understand this and help manifest that so they could end up being the ones that could come around and say they got the solutions and keep themselves in power over the masses? Yeah, I think there are, there are uh, very powerful people behind the scenes that want to control us over the centuries. They manipulated us, hypnotized us into thinking certain ways. And I believe with this new spiritual awakening that's occurring, uh, there's gonna, the prophets of old and the prophets of new have said that in the centuries to come, there is going to be a, you know, a renaissance. There's going to be a new age coming to this earth where there won't be all these wars and hatred and race divisions. Uh, there's going to be a new uh, you know, uh, age that, that will dawn on this planet. So it's up to us how quickly we want to we bring that into being or if we want to be part of it. Um, I, you know, just, just as there are dark forces, I believe there's also angels or ascended beings, ascended masters on different vibrations who are also watching us, helping us and protecting us. And they're, they're also inspiring us to send out the light and, and help transform the world. You know, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's our responsibility to the, to the younger generation to be doing this. Uh, we, you know, we can't just sit by and allow, you know, these these wars. War, war is a racket. War is criminal. They, it benefits corporations that make the uh, weapons. They get profit. They, you know, it benefits corporations. They can raise the price of oil. I mean, it's all all planned. I don't think any war is. It, it's, it's all planned yeah. deliberately to bring. Uh, a maximum amount of uh, suffering uh, uh, to, again, innocent women, children, and men, which is, I think is, I, I think is, uh, you know, we, we just, you know, um, people on the higher dimensions or the higher beings, they look at us probably scratching their heads thinking, you know, what a, what a savage warlike race we are that we, that yeah. we indulge in, in killing each other it's it's just against the laws of nature it's against the divine law we can't be doing this forever so i saw that you climbed one of the biggest mountains what inspired you to do that uh well it's the biggest mountain in africa uh which was kilimanjaro yeah 
And uh, I was, I've always wanted to go to Africa. So I had a chance in 2006, beautiful continent, uh, to go on a safari in Kenya. And then uh, after that, I went to Tanzania and uh, climbed Kilimanjaro. It was probably one of the most toughest mental, physical uh, challenge I've ever done, but, but a, a beautiful spiritual experience yeah. uh, to climb to the top of this uh, holy mountain. It has a lot of uh, energies in it. It's a very, very sacred mountain, and it was a, it was a wonderful experience. And if people want to see highlights of that, they can go to my website. Uh, if they want to more, know more information, they can go to uh, wajidauthor.com, W-A-J-I-D-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. And uh, I think it's important, Kevin, that, you know, in these days of turmoil that we need to go go to the mountains or to the ocean yeah. or to uh, to nature and and recharge our batteries and know that we are part of this nature and so i think it's very important that we do that sometimes it's good to do that for our souls as well to get back I'm to i'm just going to ask you um that i know like an ancient hex always <laughs> a lot of things happen around mountains and i was just you already answered what I was going to ask. Yeah, Moses went to the mountains, so yeah. did Jesus, so did a lot of the prophets, and people get a lot of inspiration from going up away from mankind, away from the, the turmoil. And it was beautiful. One night, you know, I, I looked up and, you know, from my campsite, and, you know, I, I saw this blur across the sky, and I realized that it was the Milky Way, there was no tra- no sound of trains and buses and cars and airplanes, just pure silence. And uh, I, for me, it brought me closer to, to my divinity than ever before. The, you know, so it was a very beautiful spiritual experience for me, uh, climbing uh, Kilimanjaro. Okay, so in your book, what would you say people would take away from it? When you read it, um, the the ultimate message, uh, and there's a lot of information in there. People want to read the book is to stay open-minded, and I've revealed truths in there that people have not really heard of before about our history, uh, where 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 we're going, and the context that my yogi master had with beings from different higher dimensions, different planets in this solar system. And so people are, are more understanding now as science has advanced, that we're not alone, that there are high beings that watch over us. And I think the main message is, is this call for action, is the action of service, is to be of service to anybody, regardless of race, color, creed, or religion. And I think that's the greatest call of action today is to, is to serve our fellow man, our planet, uh, the plants and animals, and become custodians uh, of, of this uh, beautiful planet that we live on. We didn't come here to suffer. Our suffering is man-made. We created our own suffering. Because we created it, we can also rise above it. So any lasting words you want to tell the audience? Well, if they want more information, again, they can go to my website, wajidauthor.com. And um, 
And I, I would say, you know, keep an open mind, use your intuition, listen to that voice within and uh, discriminate, which is between what is right and what is wrong and open your mind up because the, the intuition always tells you what's right. <clears throat> and then, you know, send out the light. That's the, that's the biggest message is send out the spiritual light as often as you can to help change this world. As Mahatma Gandhi said, you know, be the change that you want to see in this world. Let us know your thoughts below and hit that notification bell after subscribing. Visit WWETVN.com to check out this worldwide exclusive.